Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is the Puck Poolies Podcast with Matt Larkin and Stephen Ellis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Puck Poolies Podcast. It's Matt Larkin here, as always, with my co-host, Stephen Ellis. And Stephen, we're going to do something a little different for this episode nine, because we're coming out of the All-Star break. I just released a special top 300 mid-season update, so we're going to talk about that a lot today. But before we get into it, my friend, any update about you and your league, or is it just sort of status quo because of the All-Star break? Well, we uh, so far I'm off to a really good start. Uh, we, I think I've got uh, about 70 more points than the guy I'm facing, but that is a lot because I I wasn't sure if it was the right way to go. But I, I went and got really aggressive and took advantage of all the games um, that were playing last week, where my opponent basically got no points last week. So I tried to take advantage of that. But the issue is we only get four moves per week, so I've already used two or three of my moves and we still have the entire week to go. So um, we'll see if that paid off, but I've got a nice enough cushion where if some of his better players don't have like these magnificent nights, I may have made up that deficit already, which I, I think it was worth the risk, but right now I'm winning and that'd be nice. Okay. So yeah, you're in a similar boat to me trying to navigate the weird schedule and the bye weeks are causing trouble for me. I'm, I'm getting to face this tanking team that hasn't won a game yet. So it's supposed to be my week to get a big win and rocket up the standings. But because of buys, I have a huge disadvantage in man games and especially in goalies. Man games, you can make up in the skaters. You can rotate streams from guys, but our goaltender, every, every team in the league has two tandems. So there's no goalies on free agents in our league format. So there's nobody to pick up, and he's got like seven goalie starts. I've got four, so I have to just sort of hope I get a shutout, and then I can just bench my goalies and lock the save percentage and goals against average. We'll see what happens. But uh, let, let's dive in, Stephen. Let's talk. Let's talk about the top 300, the midseason edition that I released last week. I started it from scratch, so I didn't want to be influenced by anything I did going into the season. I wanted it to be fresh eyes. So let, let's get going. All right, we'll start with a couple of the star players that are near the top of the list. And I've got three of the four, and all three of those players I picked 
the teams I was playing against were surprised I picked them so early uh, in the pool drafting. It's working out. And we'll start off with Jason Robertson out of Dallas. Why is he number four? So I think at this point, he's just earned superstar status and perennial first round pick status in fantasy. He's been give or take a top three player for most of the season, but it really goes back to last season as well. The last two seasons combined now, 145 points in 125 games. So to me, he's just established himself as a perennial 100 point threat and plays the wing as well. Big goal scoring threat as well. So to me, he's just He's earned that spot, and that's why if I was drafting today, there are only a few players that I would take before Mr. Robertson. One spot lower, Jack Hughes is really starting to come into his own, the guy we kind of fully expected when he got drafted first overall in 2019. Yeah, for Jack Hughes, we saw the breakout happening last year. It was foreshadowed two years ago. His underlying metrics were really good, and he was pretty unlucky. Last year, it all came together, and he was pretty dominant. Obviously, got the season shortened significantly due to injury. This season so far, knock on wood, he's been healthy, and he's having that monster season that many of us expected, well over 100-point pace now. And in his last 14 games, 15 goals, 25 points, and he's shooting the puck so much, he's just becoming a monster. And, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wrote this in the rankings, the top two, top 300. If he was a top two player for the rest of the season behind Connor McDavid, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I could see him having more fantasy value even than Leon Dreisaitl because Hughes is just that hot right now. He's just taking over. He's doing what he was always supposed to do when he was that number one pick in 2019. All right. Next one up is number 13, Tage Thompson. This is a guy that uh, I, I wrote a story about him early in the year, talking to scouts and looking at old scouting reports that kind of what made him so good. And the one thing that I would... I wrote in my own personal scouting report at the time when he got drafted was I just kind of want to see him be more than just a big body. And last year he was a lot more than just a big body. And this year he's showing that it's sustainable. That's right. And I actually did have Tage Thompson at seventh overall, but then he got hurt and there were, it was sort of a murky situation, not understanding his timeline. It sounds like it's not going to be long-term. Luckily the Sabres have the bye week through February 11th. So that was tremendous timing for them. If an injury had to happen, he gets 10 full days before the Sabres even have a game because he got hurt on February 1st. So that's pretty lucky. All things considered, I didn't drop him too far because I'm hoping maybe he won't miss any time at all. But I figured, well, at least while the status is, is uncertain, I should drop him a little bit. But still, I have him as a borderline first-round talent now in fantasy. And ever since going back to last year, Don Granado moved him to center. It sort of unlocked what Tage Thompson can do because he's not a passenger on his own line. He's the driving force, and we've seen what he can do with that stick-handling ability. Sometimes people like to compare him to Mario Lemieux, and I get it just in terms of the matchup nightmare and the ability to just weave himself around defenders. He's got that tremendous shot as well. Great one-timer. So he can do so many different things well. And I just see the way he piles up points in bunches. He is a real driver of his own team. And to me, that's what makes a superstar. And I don't think it's a stretch to call Tage Thompson a superstar right now, which is why I think it's justified valuing him as roughly a first-rounder in fantasy. I like it. And we'll uh, stick with Buffalo for Rasmus Darlene. Yeah, number 26, Rasmus Dahlin. And I think people often ask, you know, is he a sell high, thing like that. But this is what he was always supposed to be. He was tremendously hyped in 2018, his draft year, compared by some to Nicholas Lidstrom. And as the, the next great elite defense prospect, he was hyped more than Kale McCarr was coming into his own draft year. And it's funny to mention Kale McCarr because in fantasy, I think that Darlene might actually surpass Kale McCarr in fantasy value. He has so far this season, but in overall long-term fantasy value, because 
Dahlin is such a well-rounded contributor to all categories. I think he has more goal scoring upside perhaps than Makar and also just especially banger category upside. So you're seeing across the board contributions from Dahlin on a team that's getting better. I don't see what he's done as a fluke at all. So I think you can make a case. He's going to be a top two fantasy defenseman next season. Yep, I like it. We're going to look at some surprising risers and we'll start number 23, Jake Ottinger, the goalie for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, Jake Ottinger, he, to me, he has everything you want in a number one fantasy goaltender. So he has a large share of his own net. Scott Wedgwood is a solid backup, but he's not a threat to create any sort of tandem situation. We know that Ottinger is a bell cow. He plays on a, a strong team that has Stanley Cup aspirations, and he has that first round pedigree. So you know that there's nothing fluky about what he's doing. So that's why I love him in fantasy. I think he's just settling in as an elite goaltender. And again, just like Darlene, I could, I think you can make a case a year from now, we're talking about Ottinger's top two. He could be the number one fantasy goalie anywhere in that top five, I think is realistic for him now. Do you think he wins a Vesna at some point? I think he will win a Vesna at some point. Yes. I think he's good enough. It's hard to say if he's going to do it this year. The competition is pretty stiff. I think I lean toward Connor Hellebuck, but Ottinger is certainly in the race at the moment. So if he has a hot stretch run, he could totally win it. Yeah. I think he's going to win it at least once in the next five years. There's going to be some good competition. There'll be Shesterkin, there'll be Sorokin, there'll be some Hellebuck, there'll be other guys like that. But, uh, you know, I really like uh, like him winning that at some point. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers love Zach Hyman, and the, the fan base definitely does. You know, not everyone can just play with a star-caliber player, but he did in Toronto, and he's doing it with Edmonton, and that's why he's ranked so high. That's right. I finally have given in, and I'm ranking Hyman with a recency bias, 30th overall. For the rest of the season and yes he is 30 years old i believe 30 right so it seems strange to see his value go up but this is the mcdavid effect you're riding shotgun with mcdavid just the most dominant player offensively we've seen in the nhl this century and it's going to rub off and we know hyman is established in that lineup he's he has enough chemistry with McDavid. He's not leaving that line but even if he did it would be oh no only playing with leon dreisaitl so he's so set in his role with the team now that I don't see any reason to expect a big decline in production. He's been better than a point-per-game player, and I think that's going to continue all season long. Cool. Uh, number 34, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton's back, man. Yeah. Obviously, that first season was a devil. It was a little bit, in, you know, obviously injuries came into play. It was not this the debut you expected from Dougie, but right now he is just being a dominant fantasy defenseman, always a huge threat in the goal-scoring category and shooting category in fantasy. You know you're getting tons of those with Dougie Hamilton. The points are going through the roof now. He's going to set career highs across the board. And again, it feels relatively sustainable because the Devils are just a good team now. Jack Hughes is driving that team, just scoring so much that just by being on the ice on that power play, if you're Dougie Hamilton, you're just going to pick up a lot more points than you were before. So I think he's here to stay back in the elite tier of fantasy defensemen. And one of the big biggest benefactors of having Dougie Hamilton in front of him is Vitek Vanacek. Yeah, Vanacek, I've been a Vanacek owner, and it's funny, at the beginning of the season, I was trying to trade him, thinking I needed to sell high, and it turns out part of the reason my team has done well is I was lucky enough to stumble into Vitek Vanacek. And he's been, a, give or take, a top 10 goaltender the entire season, and I think the sample size is big enough now that we can trust him for the rest of the season as, as a legitimate fantasy goaltender. I'm done trying to sell him. I'm holding on to him now because I think he has shown just He's played enough that he can sustain it, and I think the Devils as a whole are showing their entire operation is sustainable. All right, and wrapping up this part with Jacob Truba at number 138. Yeah, as I wrote in the rankings, Truba, obviously his point production is 
below average this year. I think it's 14 points, but he is rare in the sense that he's on pace to be a 200, 200, 200 player, which is 200 shots, 200 hits, 200 blocks. So in a banger league, that's an extremely valuable player. That's why I traded for him myself uh, last week because I wanted that balanced production. All right. We're going to move on to some league winners now. And this is one where it's so strange to see Patrick Kane outside of the top 60, but you have a number 61 and that's just kind of the reality. But, you know, that's still a high impact guy. That's right. So I have Patrick Kane at number 61. And really, in terms of his actual production this year, he hasn't even been anywhere close to a top 61 player. He's been probably a top 200 player at best. He's had a terrible season. But I'm just banking on the fact he will get traded. He spoke to the media on Monday. We're recording this podcast on a Monday, saying that he already is aware of some teams that are interested and he's excited about the intriguing opportunities. So I do predict he will waive that no movement clause and find a new team. And any team that gets him is going to be a contender. So he's going to be joining some high-end line mates. And I think we're going to see an explosion in production down the stretch. Someone you can get in a trade that might produce like a top 30 player for the rest of the year. And, and he won't come at that price. He should be a lot cheaper. I will say, though, if the Blackhawks end up moving him and then they end up getting Connor Bedard, I feel like that's a missed opportunity to have Bedard have this this guy that we know could put pucks in the net and could be this this high-impact player no True. longer there in the lineup. But that's that's more Connor Bedard that's not exactly relevant to trying to win in the – well, I guess you are trying to win in the future in that case, but that's not what you're trying to do here. you you got to move him at this point. Uh, next one, number 94, Matt Boldy. Yeah, Matt Boldy, uh, I said before, he was sort of the anti-Bo Horvat because Horvat, I thought, was the big sell high who was due for regression, negative regression. Matt Boldy was due for positive regression. All his shooting metrics, and I wrote this when he signed his, his contract extension, they were all up. So theoretically, his production should be better this season than his rookie year, and he looked really good. It, the puck just wasn't going in. He had a stretch of, I think, it was one goal in 14 games. And then going into the break, he had, I think, four in his last five games, something like that, and I think just you're seeing that shooting percentage start to rebound for a player who's actually performing pretty well, doing everything but put the puck into the net. So I think you're going to see that that trend continue in the second half. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to 30 goals. All right. Look at John Klingberg at number 157, a guy that maybe isn't playing as good as he was hoping, but a trade of the deadline could change things. Yes, I love John Klingberg as a buy low in fantasy because we just we know what's going to happen with him. He will be traded. He's a pending UFA, and he has the no-trade clause expired January 1st, so there's no, no control he has over whether he goes anywhere. Plus, I'm sure he wants out of that terrible team, and whatever team acquires him is not going to acquire him to, to you know kill penalties. Like you're, If you get John Klingberg, you're playing him as your power play quarterback. So he's going to land in a situation that is much more favorable than what he's in right now, and I think we could see a sudden rapid turnaround in his fantasy value. So if you can get your offer in now for John Klingberg, Maybe the owner isn't really thinking to the trade deadline just yet. You could steal him, and I have him 157. I really like that one. Number 165, a uh, guy that when I saw you rank this guy here, I, I messaged you right away. I'm like, I like that. Luka Pekka, Luokanen out of Buffalo. Yeah, so there is a little bit of risk here because it's not like the sample size isn't massive, but we know that UPL was considered one of the best goalie prospects in the world for a long time. It took him a little longer to break through. Obviously, he was held back by injuries, things like that. And we've talked about him on this show before. But now he's starting to get the lion's share of work in Buffalo's net. He's sort of leapfrogged Eric Comrie. The Sabres are hot, and they're hot with him. So I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want to let this ride because he's supposed to be their guy, either him or Devin Levi in the long run. So I just think that there's a, there's a real chance that he's here to stay. And if the Sabres stay hot, like he could win a lot of games down the stretch. He could be a real difference maker in fantasy. 
All right. And uh, one more goalie, uh, Pyotr Kochekov at number 184. Yeah, 184. And that's, uh, I wrote in the rankings, this is pretty cocky to have him this high, but considering he's a third stringer right now. But the way I see it, we know the Canes are a fantastic team. We know Kochekov, when he was in their net, was playing quite well and was playing at the level of, I'd say, give or take a top 10 fantasy goalie. And if you look at the injury hit history with Freddie Anderson, maybe the possibility that the Canes would just say, okay, let's let's trade Antiranta so we can have Kachekov up at the NHL level. I think there's going to be some way that Kachekov gets back into that starter's chair in the coming weeks. And if he does, he's going to be extremely valuable. And, and I think arguably the most valuable player you could pick up off waivers in terms of how big the impact is going to be at any position, I would say, in terms of just someone who's on waivers in most leagues now, other than keeper leagues, who could actually be a top 10 player at his position the rest of the year. I don't think you can find that anywhere else at another position on the wire right now. Stash him away, but you're going to be really happy if you do. All right, we got two more players on the sell highs. Number 119 out of the Vancouver Canucks, Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah, I'm picking on on first-year players whose last names end in Enko and have high shooting percentages. So Andre Kuzmenko, uh, I think he's a bit of a fantasy fraud. He's had a tremendous first season in the NHL coming over from the KHL, scoring at a 75-point pace, earning himself that nice contract extension. But he doesn't actually shoot the puck a whole lot, which is scary because it's not like he's giving himself that many opportunities. He's scoring on 24.7% of his shots. So he's very dependent on puck luck. And if that dries up, he's just not, not actually creating a lot of chances for himself. So I think he could have a major regression in the second half. And same goes for Kirill Marchenko, who's been really fun to watch. The ultimate Cy Young, 13 goals in 28 games, 25%. He has the highest shooting percentage in the NHL. That cannot be sustained. So he's coming crashing back to earth as well. So watch out for those Enkos out there. All right. I like it. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, though. We don't. Yeah, I, I was the guest pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, I take it. I'll take it. You had a pretty good, a uh, lot of stuff to talk about. A top three hundred list. Uh, so I guess I'll take over at this point. We're going to talk a bit about prospects here, uh, and you know we just talked about Kirill Marchenko and how um, he's a guy who's scoring at this kind of a crazy rate of the Columbus Blue Jackets. But the Blue Jackets right now have a very fun uh, prospect bay, and I. There's a guy that I think everyone needs to be taking a look at right now, David Yurichek. He's uh, he's playing at nearly a point per game pace in the AHL. You know, there's been some nights where they've kept him out. There was an injury early in the year. He had the World Juniors, but uh, for a guy to be putting up the numbers he is, he could get 55, 60 points this year, which I think is kind of incredible. And I, he's a guy who blocks shots. He he's not afraid to hit. He kind of just does everything for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think when you go to Columbus and you've got this opportunity where I do think they got one of the best prospect pools in the league right now, but I think he's going to be a huge part of that. And if, if it's like he's playing off Zach Wierenski one day, if he's playing with whoever, I feel like he's going to have a lot of options. He could do, again, anything you need. He can play a ton of different roles. So uh, I like that. So uh, I'm going to go with David Yurchek as, as a guy to watch. And I know he's definitely not on your top 300 list, but I feel like it won't be too long until he is. And I also just realized that we forgot to do the tip of the week. So I guess we'll just head into that. Yeah, we will. Before we do the tip of the week, though, I do want to talk about Yurchek as well, because I think you're right. He will be, uh, I think, in my top 300, or at least on the bubble going into next season. Because I think there's a good chance he sticks with the team next season. And I wonder if he could be kind of a Seth Jones player, which is funny, in fantasy. Whereas, just similar to uh, what Jones was in Columbus, Filling so many different stat categories, playing a lot of minutes, but also you have to suffer through a bad plus minus. I think that could be what you get with David Jerichek by the time he sticks uh, with the Blue Jackets long term. Yeah, um, I'm, I, honestly, this is a guy that when we were talking about who was maybe that best defenseman in that draft, uh, I, this is a guy that just does so much. And the Blue Jackets are going to have a very... I don't want to say bright yet because they still have a lot of way to go, uh, but bringing in Goudreau and getting line a signed long-term. And then let's not forget Jordan Dumais. They got him later in the draft and he's, he's going to hit a hundred points maybe this week. Uh, and he's at 91 right now in the QMJHL. He's playing great. And Kirill Marchenko, we know what he could do. And um, they've just continuously built up a pretty solid prospect pool where they still need to go and out there and get an actual proper goalie. Um, at this point is Elvis Merzlikens the answer. It's there's more of a, disappointing kind of playbook we could look at it with him but um I, I think this team is starting to trend in the right direction imagine if they hate Connor bedard like game changing there and get adam fantilli big thing and you know what i would could make an argument that maybe if there's a team that if, if they fall a few picks maybe they even go for matthew mitchkoff and that's one where it, it really has to depend on the team as to where mm-hmm. he goes he's like a team that is trying a full-on rebuild is probably not going to go for him right now but with the blue jackets having such a good prospect pool you could be a bit patient and i think you can go out there and get him and that would pay off he'd become the first superstar on that team but that's the future right now go out there get david your yeah that's interesting i wonder if with with columbus with with mitchkov is there still any lingering bad taste in their mouth from nikita filatov and nikolai jaredev they've had some bad luck with the quote-unquote Russian factor, but maybe it's a previous generation now, so I don't know if it would still be on their minds, but it's something to consider down the road. Okay. European, right. Don't forget that. I'm ready now. We can we can uh, do our tip of the week if you're ready for the tip of the week. All right. We got the, the sample sizes are large enough at this point. You know, this is uh, after the All-Star break. This isn't uh, like a two-month, three-month thing. This is, this is, we're past the halfway point. Yeah, and I think it's a crucial time to start evaluating your players and the time for attachment, the time for he's going to bounce back soon for really established guys, I think is now past because in most seasons, we're pretty deep now, especially head-to-head leagues, right? So I think you have to look at any big name player and there are exceptions. Okay. So Patrick Kane is an exception, someone who's whose situation could change because of the trade deadline. I think that's different, but if you're looking at an established big name guy, we're going to talk about a couple with a question later on in the show. I think it's okay to look at that player off waivers. Who's just going to 
contribute more for you now in the next week or two. If you have a player who was supposed to be top 50 and he's producing as like a top 200 player, I think we have enough data now that this might just be who that player is right now. So I think you have to consider cutting bait on those brand names. And I guess I, I can give it away. We're going to talk about Jonathan Rupert and Mackenzie Weaker a little bit later, but they're the perfect example. You have to start getting a little ruthless with, with your team if you want to get over the top and you need results in the now, and it's okay to look to the wire instead of those established guys. Cool. I like that. Uh, now it's time for best bets. Okay. So uh, this is an interesting one. I'm on such a run though, Stephen. I'm hot. I think I've hit four or five of these in a row now, right? And even I even hit the Atlantic Division, the host city winning for the first time ever in the All-Star game in the three-on-three format. So I feel like I can't miss right now. Okay. So for our best bet presented by ProLine Plus, I'm looking at the New York Islanders puck line Tuesday night at home to the Seattle Kraken. That's Minus 1.5, and the money, the value, is plus 310. And it's a little risky because the Islanders are coming off a back-to-back. They're playing a Monday night game. We're recording this on a Monday afternoon. The Islanders are playing Monday night. But that, to me, is probably why you're getting good value at the plus 310. This is going to be the Islanders' first home game with Bo Horvat. I think there's going to be a lot of energy in that crowd. He just signed the extension as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of adrenaline out there for the Islanders, and I wouldn't want to be playing them on Tuesday night against the Kraken. So that's why I like them on the puck line. Do you agree with me? I do. Uh, this is a team that, again, like going out there, and I said this last week, going out there and getting Bo Horvat sends a message to the rest of this team that we're serious about this, and they still have a shot at the playoffs. I still think they got a solid team, uh, and, and the momentum of having this this star player, one of the top trade targets added to the lineup. I think that, you know, that's an exciting group. Now, Seattle is a team that it never shies away from heavyweight competition and, and the spotlight. But I think with the Islanders right now, you just that rest. And I, I love that pick. So I'm, I, I agree with you there. Okay. And a word, of course, from our sponsor, ProLine Plus is not just another sportsbook being the only sportsbook that gives 100% of profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sportsbook for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in-store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in-app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca. ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. I think that's the first time I haven't stuck the landing on the ad read there, Stephen. My dot, dot .ca, you know, Canada. I don't know how you could have got that one wrong, but yeah, hard to say. And if you're if you're messing around with the ProLine app, which I do as I'm trying to pick my bet every week, ProLine Pools is a nice, easy way to play. That's just when you pick a slate of winners every night. You can pick a certain number of teams. And it's it's a great way to sort of if you're trying to learn how to play, but you want something simple, you don't want to have to deal with money lines or puck lines, just picking winners. So don't forget you can try pools as an option. Okay, Stephen, I guess it's time now to move on to some listener questions. All right. Our first question comes from Jerry Oakland Golden Seals. I don't think he is the entire team. Uh hello, potential non-playoff team that could go for a run after the All-Star game and see players' fantasy value increasing. Thanks. I want to give Jerry a shout-out. He always starts every question off of hello and ends it with thanks. I appreciate that. That's right. Attaboy, Jerry. Uh, so I know technically the Islanders are a non-playoff team. They're out of the out of the playoffs at the moment. Um, but I don't think that counts for the spirit of this question right? because the Islanders are behaving like a contender. So the way I see it is more like a team you wouldn't expect because they don't look like a contender at all. So I'm actually looking at the Vancouver Canucks. 
because they're sort of going through this catharsis right now. So Borhovat, their captain is gone. Their coach, Bruce Boudreaux, is gone. They have Rick Tockett coming in now. And maybe they're going to be trading Brock Besser soon. So you have a lot of newness going into that dressing room. And I wrote a story for Daily Faceoff a couple weeks ago showing that that new coach bump is a real thing, especially in the first 20 to 40 games. So I do think you'll see a little surge with the Canucks. You still have Elias Pettersson playing really well this season quietly. Uh, and I'm looking at, for example, someone who's, whose value could jump with the team going on a run, Anthony Beauvillier. And I mentioned it in the top 300. This is a player who the Canucks have a lot of mo- motivation to give a chance to because whether it's showcasing him for a trade or whether they just want to see what they have with a 25-year-old that has a year left on his deal, has a first-round pedigree, 18 goals per 82 games in his career. He's available in 95% of leagues, and I picked him up in my league because in, in practice – they showed, or I saw the other day, he was getting a look with Pedersen and Kuzmenko. So it seems like the theory is right so far. They are going to give Beauvillier that opportunity. So that's a long answer for you, Jerry, but this is just an example of a team that I think could have an increase and a player whose value could go up during the stretch run. When I saw the question, that was the first one that came to mind because you look at them and all the the kind of on-ice, off-ice turmoil that was going on. They were always in the news, would seem like, for, for just the wrong reasons. And... Um, it kind of all they they fired the coach recently, and then it kind of just led perfectly into the break. And I think that was a team that needed a break as much as anyone. Now you get to start fresh, you know. Yeah, you don't have Bo Horvat there, but uh, you've got a team of guys that still are trying to prove what they can do. And in a lot of cases, some of these guys are auditioning to to be trade targets, whether or not they want to be. In reality, some of these guys are trying to show now what they have um, for a future trade. So uh, that's definitely one team to watch for sure. Uh, Richard Simonson says, greetings from the UK. What's the worst instance you've had of you not dressing a player and them having the game of their life? Yeah, it's a common nightmare in fantasy sports. My worst one ever was actually in fantasy football. It was with Julio Jones because he's always hurt. He was always hurt even in his prime. And I benched him thinking I was being smart and then he went off and it was so painful. But for a hockey example, I've had a few where I I, I leave a shutout on my bench because uh, in our league, or the leagues I play and I play with the same group of people across multiple sports in our baseball league is a next day transaction. So you make a move and it's reflected on your lineup the next day. Our hockey league used to function that way as well, but we changed it to a same day and it took a while to adjust to that. So sometimes I'd be thinking all my moves are for tomorrow and then I'd be, wait, no, we switched it same day. And then I'd go to move a goalie into my lineup or something and it's, oh, it's 7.02 and the lineup locks by seven. So I've had that happen before where I just had to stare at that shutout on my bench, which is pretty painful. So I've had couple times this year twice where i've essentially left off it was a five point night for dry and a four point night for dry and you know when you have a certain number of, of center spots i was i was trying to ride high at, at the time of at least i think it was against uh nashville the one time it was dry and uh tage thompson and i want to say sebastian Aho, and and they were all playing really well and i said you know tonight i'm going to not play dry side and see what happens and that was really stupid of me so uh, i it was twice this year i've given up a lot of points now, dry saddles won me a lot of pool a lot of weeks this year so um and both those times I, I didn't play him i did win so it didn't really matter one of them was a massive blowout but uh that one uh wasn't my favorite move uh and then the final one comes from rantanen and raven am i a moron moron for refusing to drop huberdo and Uyghur? do you think there's even a hint of a chance they could figure it out this season yeah, so this ties in very nicely to what we were talking about earlier, Renton and Raven. So thank you for, for catering to our, our earlier topic. 
Um, and I think, again, you're three quarters of the way through, especially in a head-to-head league, you have to get ruthless. And if we, we've we talked about Uberto a lot on this show because people are just trying to figure out what he is. And I think we know now he's just not going to be what he was last year, especially because his ice time has been cut so much under Daryl Sutter. So there's not even the same opportunity to get points. Even if he starts playing as well, the ceiling is just significantly lower than it was in Florida. So I think it's time to cut bait, I think, in a shallow league, you cut him. Maybe in a medium league, you can try to find a trade, which in my league, which is actually a pretty deep league, he was traded last week as kind of a throw-in in a sell low. Um, but I think shallow and medium, you have to... So shallow, drop him. Medium, I think you have to consider dropping. Deep league, ideally, you, you can try and sell him for 60 cents on the dollar, 70 cents on the dollar. I don't think you can fully drop him in a, in a deep league, but I think it's time to just accept that he doesn't have to be part of your plans. You don't have to wait for a turnaround. And for Mackenzie Weger, the thing about him was his offense was pretty good the last couple of seasons in Florida, but it's not like that was the feature of Weger's game. He's more of a sturdy defensive defenseman who can play a physical game and he can move the puck, but the offense was sort of a bonus. It's not like he's known as a scorer. So I'm not that surprised that it, that that element of his game has disappeared and it was never particularly reliable year to year. So because of that, I don't know if that's coming back for him either this season. He's still going to help you in banger leagues, but his value has taken a significant nosedive, maybe even more than Uberdo. So I think it's okay to cut bait on either. All right, that's it for the question. So I guess we're going to do the starting lineup and what do you have for me for that? Yeah, it's going to be a short and sweet episode this week, eh, Stephen? Um, okay, yeah. so because I know you love your obscure hockey leagues, your obscure hockey jerseys, your obscure hockey teams, I want to give you your favorite non-NHL team names. So give me your starting lineup. All right, I'll go with just current teams. I don't want to pick defunct teams in this case. Yep. I'm going to start off with the the Greenville Swamp Rabbits of the ECHL. Obviously, <laughs> just that's just such a random name. The Swamp Rabbits the logo is really cool, and, and that's something you'll notice about ECHL teams. You look at the Savannah Ghost Pirates, another team with a great name uh, and, and a great logo. Uh, if you're going to go with something funny and memorable, I just like the Savannah Bananas in baseball. Same thing. It's like go all in, have some fun with this. No yeah. one's <laughs> expecting a ECHL or an SPHL team to be the top of the top. Go have fun and do something cool which is why i also love the orlando solar bears uh also an echl team uh they've got an unbelievable logo it's like a it's a bear with sunglasses on on a hockey stick it's so weird but you know i don't think of of polar bears and i know it's a solar bear i don't think a bear of, of of cold temperature bears in florida um so you know that's a really strange one but i love it i think it looks great uh next one is actually the team name i use for my fantasy league and is the Centurion Forest Rats of the, uh, I'm not going to fully pronounce this league correct name, but it, anyways, it's the South African League. Uh, it's I just, the first time I saw it a while ago, I'm like, this name's just so great, like Forest Rat. Okay, I'm not sure what that is, what it's supposed to be. It's cool. Uh, this one's, this one's always been a favorite of mine. From the LNAH in Quebec, uh, semi-pro league, the St. George's Cool FM. <laughs> just named after a radio station. <laughs> I like there's not even trying. Like, yeah, sorry, we're just sponsored. Like, it's, it's, it's like there's there's uh, goon in, in, in the movie. It's like something about like like a bunch of the teams in like the crappy league at the beginning is just all a bunch of teams sponsored by like radio stations like that. Yep, that's an actual thing. This is one that I didn't know till recently, and I thought it was great. The Milverton Four Wheel Drives. <laughs> I couldn't find anything that said that was like a sponsor, but it's got like a tire in the logo and it's four wheel drives is one word. 
like the number four <laughs> wheel drives all like, and they play in the W O A A senior league. I, I don't know what that is, but when I found it, I, one of my favorite things to do is to go like on elite prospects and just look up some of these, like just like random leagues, which is how I found my favorite team. And the one that I have used multiple times in fantasy hockey, the Dubai Mighty Camels of the Arab Emirates League. Uh, Shout out to the to the the founders of Dubai Mighty Camels who both play in my league. Okay, know? that yeah. Okay, well now they have to listen to it. Okay, uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's just like the team name's great. I've used it in fantasy hockey four or five times. It's my most popular. Like when I use when I do fantasy leagues, I feel like doing a team that's just a play on words of a like a player's name is so lame everyone does it i want to go with actual obscure hockey team names and that's what i picked uh, multiple times oh, that was a great starting lineup i think that was my favorite one so far that we've done on the show excellent i'm still always partial to the youngstown fandoms because uh i just it's more because their logo reminds me of the phantasm from batman the animated series and well the movie mask of the phantasm i don't know if they did that on purpose but pretty sweet spooky looking logo but I love that list, Stephen. That was awesome. And that is the end of today's episode. We'll be back next week for a regular edition of Puck Poolies, brought to you by ProLine Plus, as always. We'll go back through our normal pickups of the week, all the normal goodies as we're back in the swing of things for your fantasy hockey stretch. Good luck.